No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Cyrus's original decree is discovered in the Persian archives. This opens the door for King Darius to help the Jews. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezra chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. What is the relationship between sacred and secular, between the kingdom of God and the government of men? Sometimes it seems that these are two completely different worlds, but at other times, these worlds collide, and one strongly influences the other. Tatanai and the other Persian neighbors from beyond the Euphrates River had sternly questioned the Jews about who gave them the right to build the temple in Jerusalem. Then they sent a letter to King Darius of Persia informing him of what the Jews were doing and repeating their claim that a decree had been issued 16 years earlier by King Cyrus authorizing this building project. They suggested that King Darius make a search for the decree. We continue in Ezra chapter 6. Then King Darius issued a decree and a search was made in the archives where the treasures were stored in Babylon. And at Akmitha, in the palace that is in the province of Media, a scroll was found, and in it a record was written thus. In the first year of King Cyrus, King Cyrus issued a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt, the place where they offered sacrifices, and let the foundations of it be firmly laid, its height 60 cubits and its width 60 cubits with three rows of heavy stones and one row of new timber. Let the expenses be paid from the king's treasury. Also let the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple, which is in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, be restored and taken back to the temple, which is in Jerusalem, each to its place and deposit them in the house of God. When King Darius received the letter, he conducted a diligent search. He searched the archives in Babylon, but the decree was found in Akmitha, which was the summer residence of the Persian kings and formerly the capital city of the Medes. By conducting this search, King Darius showed integrity and diligence. King Cyrus had issued this decree in 538 BC, which was considered the first year of his reign. However, 150 years before Cyrus was even born, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah, calling Cyrus by name and referring to him as my shepherd. Cyrus was a secular king whom God used to do a sacred work. This decree of Cyrus began the work on the temple 16 years earlier, and its discovery by King Darius now would help complete the work. If the Jews had been left to themselves, the temple never would have been rebuilt. God used two Persian kings to build his house. And not only did they authorize its construction, they also funded it from the royal treasury. In addition, they gave the original gold and silver articles that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken when he destroyed the temple. 
King Darius wrote a letter to Tatanai, the governor, and the other Persians, giving them three stern commandments. Now, therefore, Tatanai, governor of the region beyond the river, and Shethar Bosnai, and your companions, the Persians who are beyond the river, keep yourselves far from there. Let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God on its site. First, Darius commanded the Persians to keep out. They were not to interfere in any way with the work the Jews were doing. Moreover, I issue a decree as to what you shall do for the elders of these Jews. For the building of this house of God, let the cost be paid at the king's expense from taxes on the region beyond the river. This is to be given immediately to these men so that they are not hindered. And whatever they need, young bulls, rams, and lambs for the burnt offerings of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to the requests of the priests who are in Jerusalem, let it be given them day by day without fail, that they may offer sacrifices of sweet aroma to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. Second, the Persians were to help out. Darius commanded them to take from their own tax revenues beyond the Euphrates River and give to the builders whatever they needed. Sacrificial animals, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to all that the priests needed. Imagine how humiliating that would have been to these officials who originally sought to stop the Jews in their tracks. God effectively turned the tables on them, making them a source of blessing and help. Now, the purpose of King Darius was that they may offer sacrifices to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. This gives us an insight as to why God uses secular government to intersect with sacred worship. Human government should be reliant upon God's power and blessing. And God's method of ministering this grace to governments and their leaders is through his priests, prophets, and people. Jesus told his disciples that they would stand before government rulers to witness to them. Matthew 10:18 says, You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we may live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. This is our job as Christians. This is the service the church is to perform for the world. This is the way we can benefit leaders, whether they are presidents, governors, members of Congress, senators, police chiefs, media moguls, or anybody else who is in a position of secular leadership. 
The church needs the government to keep the peace, and the government needs the church to pray for the peace. Verse 11, Also I issue a decree that whoever alters this edict, let a timber be pulled from his house and erected, and let him be hanged on it, and let his house be made a refuse heap because of this. And may the God who causes his name to dwell there destroy any king or people who put their hand to alter it or to destroy this house of God, which is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, issue a decree. Let it be done diligently. Third, King Darius would stomp out any future opposition against the Jews who were rebuilding their temple. Impalement was a well-known punishment in the ancient world for grave offenses. One side of a beam was sharpened and the other side planted in the ground. The sharp point was inserted under the chest of the person and pushed through his esophagus and lungs. He was then left to hang until he died. This was severe punishment against anyone who would alter the altar and in some way harm or destroy the house of God in Jerusalem. King Darius also pronounced a curse that God would destroy such a person, using his full force as the sovereign king of Persia. Then Tatanai, governor of the region beyond the river, Shethar Bosnai and their companions diligently did according to what King Darius had said. So the elders of the Jews built, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Iddo, and they built and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the command of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Now the temple was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, which was in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. With the help of King Darius, the Jews were able to complete the temple in four more years on March 12th. But it never would have happened if God hadn't raised up these secular leaders as his instruments to perform his pleasure. Then the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites and the rest of the descendants of the captivity celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. And they offered sacrifices at the dedication of this house of God, 100 bulls, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. They assigned the priests to their divisions and the Levites to their divisions over the service of God in Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. It had been 20 years since they first began rebuilding the temple, but now the work was completed, and it was a great time of rejoicing. Now God would be glorified. Now he could take pleasure in his house. For the first time in 70 years, all the offerings could be presented at the temple in Jerusalem. The worship of Yahweh was fully restored, and the priests and Levites were serving according to the law of Moses. And the descendants of the captivity kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month, for the priests and the Levites had purified themselves. All of them were ritually clean, and they slaughtered the Passover lambs for all the descendants of the captivity, for their brethren the priests 
and for themselves. Then the children of Israel who had returned from the captivity ate together with all who had separated themselves from the filth of the nations of the land in order to seek the Lord God of Israel. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy for the Lord made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Passover reminded the Jews of their deliverance from the bondage of Egypt. It also pointed forward to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, Jesus Christ. How appropriate that following the dedication of the temple, they honored Christ. For all worship is ultimately directed to him. He alone is worthy to receive our praise, for he has redeemed us from our transgressions by his blood. He has delivered us from the bondage of sin and death and brought us into his glorious eternal rest. Glory be to Jesus Christ, our Lord. May we always rejoice in him. I hope this opens our eyes to see that God's ways are not our ways. He often uses people to accomplish his work who aren't even on our radar. Therefore, we should respect one another and pray for one another so that we can all help one another to fulfill God's perfect will. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208-319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Artaxerxes authorizes Ezra and others to go to Jerusalem at the king's expense to enrich and beautify the temple. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezra on Simply the Bible.